I'm Donald Trump, and I love Alabama sportsmen. Come in, sit down, and listen to all hunting, all fishing, and all outdoors. If you get your feelings hurt when animals die, this isn't the show for you. Broadcasting from the Appalachian Mountains in Northeast Alabama, it's the Alabama Sportsman's Podcast. And here's your host, Jamie Sparks. I want to welcome everybody back to the Alabama Sportsman's Podcast. For just a few seconds, I'd like to talk about something. Uh, the reason we hadn't been on here, hadn't released an episode in the past couple of weeks, we had a death in the family. Uh, and we've been dealing with that, so hopefully from here on, we won't have anything else like that come up, good Lord willing. It's sad when something like this always happens and takes a loved one away, but it happens. That's part of life. Like my granddad always said, dying's part of living. And I want to thank everybody for the kind messages. But on today's episode, uh, my guest is Chris Kilpatrick. He's a great man. He's a heck of a hunter. Uh, he's got a great story right here. He's been after a buck for a while, he and his dad, on a piece of land that they have bought. Uh, he sounds like a real, real, real hard hunter. He, he sounds like he gets after them. And when you get after a buck like this, and he beats you year after year, when you finally get him, Man, it's just bittersweet. Everything just it, just, it just seems like it's just supposed to happen. And when it does, you know, you feel like you're on top of the world. But uh, Chris has got a great story here. Uh, I enjoyed listening to him, talking with him. And I apologize, Chris, for taking so long to get back on. Y'all, y'all stay tuned. Y'all listen to Chris's story. It is it's a fun listen. So, Chris, thanks for being on, man. I, I really appreciate you and appreciate your time and all. And, uh, just, just jump right into it. You know, let, let, tell us a little bit about this buck. Did you have back history on him? Do you, you have a lot of camp, uh, trail cam pictures with him? Um, you know, g- give us a little rundown on the on the, on the deer. Uh, well, I first seen the deer in December of 2018, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I wasn't, I hadn't really killed many big deer, so you know, I sat in on hunting him. Uh, probably hunted him 10, 15 times that year. Right. And uh, never never laid eyes on him. I think he daylighted two or three times, but never seen him. And uh, so going into the next year, I mean, this piece of property, me and my dad, we've, we've probably hunted it for 12 years now. Right. And uh, – we never really managed it up until this point. We kind of, once we seen that deer, you know, that he, he probably would have been 125, 130 inches that year. And, and in 2018 or the, the next yeah. year? In 2000, well, it would have been the 18, 19 season. Got you. Okay. So this, this is, this is a uh, private land that you're hunting. Yeah. Private okay. land. Okay. Uh, it's a, 129 acres that I've kind of grew up hunting on. Right. But, so, going into the 1920 season, we decided to get my cousin to come in with us and add a little bit of money. That way we could uh, do better on our food plots. And Oh, yeah. Man, you got to have it. Around and, uh, you know, try to try to grow that deer right that was really our sole focus because that was the 
biggest deer we had had an opportunity at. And uh, so going into that year, I mean, we, I probably hunted over there 30, 30 times. I mean, right. we, had, we had a lease down south. And, you know, if it was if it was 40 degrees, I'd hunt down south. But if it was going to be a good cold morning, I had a good wind, mm-hmm. I'd drive two hours home just to hunt, try to hunt that deer. Right. And uh, he, got, he got to where he was daylight. I think it was end of January, end of February. He was daylighting a good bit. But, right. you know, I work Monday through Friday. so Oh, yeah. It, it was usually through Monday through Friday when he would daylight. Always. Yeah, I never got an opportunity at him. And then, uh, but he he would kind of go rogue during the rut. And right. then he would move back mid-January into February mm-hmm. and uh, stay on it. So going into the next season, you know, we did our, we fed all summer. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to make that deer bigger. I guess. Right. And we had we got three or four more that we would shoot, and uh, you know, I kind of got a I got two years of history with him. I know where he's going to be at what time of year, so I kind of got a plan. And uh, I think it was I started hunting him probably first of January. And uh, sat in there as much as I could. I think around January 20th or right there at the end of January, what I would call his core area, it wasn't wasn't it wasn't on our property, right? But they started cutting their timber, clear cut it. You know, the deer disappeared, right? And uh, that would be the third year. And then, so going into this year kind of started from square one and yeah, I was kind of mad at the deer you know I just I didn't feel like I could kill him I, I was talking to my cousin and my dad it was like you know these deer over here they're almost unkillable you know with just disheartened all year right what what county is this it's a uh, Walker County Walker County okay and and were y'all running game cameras this whole time yeah, yeah, we got, there's no telling how many pictures of that deer okay. we got. all right, all right. Through the year. Right. And it's, we got a small piece of property that butts up to just a expanse of strip pits. Mm-hmm. And they got plenty to eat, you know. They don't necessarily have to use our property, which makes them kind of hard to kill. Right. Until the rut but so this year me and my buddies you know we started hunting a little public land mm-hmm. and i was i didn't have any confidence in killing the deer not i mean i knew from years past that he would come back around january so january he starts showing up in our green fields you know 10 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Right. At night, and, you know, I know he's there, so I kind of start getting over there and doing some walking. And uh, I'd say 
about two weeks before I killed him, I went in there around where he usually likes to hang out and uh, walked around. I found some big rubs, big scrapes, and uh, swung up on this ridge and found a bunch more sign. And, you know, just something told me that it was probably that deer, just judging by the sign. Right. And uh, so I told myself, you know, next good cold morning that I have a good wind, I'm going to come sit on this ridge. I've never sat in there, you know. So that's what I did. And uh, going into the morning that I killed him, uh, it was January 11th. Okay. And we had COVID, so I was off work, but I felt good enough to go deer hunting. Always. Yeah, and uh, I got there early. Uh, I parked up at the gate and walked down the main road. I don't know. You know, I usually don't do that. Right. But I don't know if that had a factor in me killing him or not. Uh, Reckon why you done it this time? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I've, I've thought about doing it before, but, you know, there's a good trail kind of close to where I go in. Mm-hmm. And I'd been noticing that when I went in there hunting. So I just wanted, you know, it, there, was a, there was a chance that he could come down that trail, so I didn't want to park anywhere close to it. And, right. And, you know, kind of cut that side off. But, so I parked up there, walked down the road, and uh, I walked up the bottom and started easing up that ridge. And, uh, Probably about halfway up the ridge, it's pitch black dark. I, I bumped a deer, mm. and you know, I hate doing that. I think everybody hates doing oh, that, yeah. but especially walking in. Yeah. So I bumped him. You know, I just kept on going, and uh, got up there, got climbed up, and it was probably six forty-five or so. Uh, I hit a grunt call. Because they should be, you know, either full rut or it kind of winding down. So, right. Uh, hit the grunt call. About five minutes later, I hear a deer in the bottom. He runs up the side of the hill, and it's a, it's a, you know, it's a big bodied six point. Don't have that good of a rack, but I was looking at him and, uh, you know, decided not to shoot him, thankfully. But, right. Uh, I texted my dad and my cousin, and I said, I sent him a picture, and I was like, I just seen this deer. And they texted back, and they said, well, I thought we was going to shoot that deer because he looked, you know, he'll be in, in a picture with big rack bucks and have a bigger body. Oh, so, yeah. And uh, I was like, well, dang, you know, I might, I might should have, I might not, uh, you know. But – so probably 10 minutes later I grunted again I was like maybe he'll come back I can get a better look at him and uh, so I grunted again sure enough he comes he comes from from right to left and I'm kind of three quarters of the way up this ridge Mm -hmm. and he comes through there he can't you know he knows where the noise comes from but he can't find it right He's in there looking, probably 10 minutes, 
he works over the ridge and back up, back up a little ditch towards the top of the ridge. And uh, I can still, yeah, it's probably been five minutes, and I can still, I can't see that six point, but I can still hear a deer right. up on the hill. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just looking, I can, I can hear it, it's, you know, hear deer, hear deer, and I kind of see a shadow of a deer, a shadow of something. Right up there on the sun shining, the way it's shining, and I hone in on that, and I just I see horns, and then I see that deer's left side, and I knew immediately that it was him, mm. and uh, kind of had a, you know, I've been, I could have shot him as soon as I seen him right in the chest, right, probably probably a seventy yard shot, but I've gotten a hurry before and kind of mess mess the shot up rest the shot so right uh, i could tell that he was you know he didn't know i was in the world so made myself calm down and uh it probably it's probably 10 minutes before he were it's kind of thick on top so i could see him good with a naked eye but i didn't have a good shot right I, i picked out a little hole and uh he worked right into that hole, and I shot him, killed him. Man. So did he, did he drop right there, or did he run off? Yeah, he dropped. I, I actually shot him twice. Just for... <laughs> Heck, yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what was you hunting with? What did you uh, with? A 30 out 6 30 out 6 Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was done yeah. for. So uh, yeah. when you, when you find, t- uh, tell us about, you know, coming down the tree and walking up to him. How, how did you well, feel? What, what what was your emotions and all? I, I as soon as I shot him, I, you know, I, I knew he was dead. He was he probably died right there, fifty yards from me. Right. And uh, I called my dad because he he probably heard it more than anybody else. You know, this deer just drove me nuts. I wanted to kill him <laughs> so bad. Uh, I called him. I still don't know what i said to him i I threw a fit up there in the tree (laughs) and uh i called all my buddies that i hunt with and it probably it's probably 30 minutes before i got down out of the tree and got up there but it was it was surreal uh he was bigger than i thought he was Mm. so so there was no ground shrinkage so when you walked up on him man he he just actually got bigger than yeah so the pictures didn't do him justice well i mean there we'd get a picture sometimes that would show his mass but when i walk i mean just the mass that he had you know i knew he was wide and had some pretty good times but he was he's really massive and that's what shocked me yeah i'm sitting here watching looking at your picture you know with your hands around his base you can tell how big his base of his antlers are yeah so, what is the uh, mainframe eight with that kicker right there by your thumb? Yeah, he's got a little two-inch kicker. Heck yeah! So. All right, man. Did uh, and, and you had him scored right? Did, did the score I told was that was that correct? Yeah, it was uh, one fifty. The typical score was one forty-eight and seven eighths, mm-hmm. and with that kicker made him one fifty and seven eighths. Heck yeah! Well, I call him one fifty and seven eighths because that's what he grew. Yeah, you know. You know what they oh, say? Yeah. They always say that uh, God made gross and man made the net. So, you know, yeah, that's I, right. I, I go with a gross. 
Yeah. And and I don't care much. I don't care about the uh, green green score and uh, the dry score either because that deer's walking around. He's a hundred and fifty and seven eighths buck right now walking around. So that's what he is. You dry yep. him. You dry him out. You know, and he 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 shrinks. I mean, that's not what he was. So I always that's look correct. at it like what he what he is when you shoot him. You know. That's what that's what I told my cousin. Mm-hmm. It it's just it just makes sense to me. Yep. And you know, as long as these people have been scoring, you know, like Boone and Crockett and stuff, they know how much an antler shrink. I mean, they ought to just go ahead and score him like it is. And if you already, if they're already dry, you know, if it's an old set of antlers or whatever, just score it what what it is then. But if you can get him green and score it, well, I look at it is score him at that, you know. And, and yeah. if you say, all right, the 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 dried score will be this, and when he dries out and comes to that, there you go, there you go. But you only got you only got a little opportunity to uh, score him green, because he starts drying, you know, you'll never have that score. Yeah, I don't know how much they lose. I don't either. I know that I was I was hot and heavy trying to find somebody to score it the right way before he started shrinking. Yeah. yeah. Just just because. That's right. I mean, that, that's the way I look at it, you know I mean? Because, I mean, like we just said, you know, that that's what he is. You know, and when, once you kill him, you know, he's going to start, he's going to start drying. I don't know how long the process is, but. I know it's a process, and it's going to start. So, yeah. So, yeah. Did uh? So did you? Did you have any help dragging him out? I mean, because his body—he looks like a big body buck. Yeah, you know, I I didn't get him weighed. Uh, one of my one of my better friends lives. They have like fifty acres on the other side of our property, mm-hmm. and uh, I called his dad, got a four wheeler, and I had a one of my buddies come help me drag him out. Heck yeah guesstimating what do you think he weighs because i mean the neck on that son of a gun he looks like he's a 200 plus pound deer yeah i mean he was run down really i i think you i mean looking at him you'd think he would weigh 200 but i i guess the rut had him run down or i don't know right i should have got him weighed so i wouldn't know right and it was i mean when you got horns like that to drag out it might make him feel a little lighter oh yeah yeah uh so what what did y'all you know you, you got him scoring what did, did y'all get him aged or did y'all guesstimating him at a certain age what what do y'all think he is age-wise i'm i think he's six and a half to seven and a half wow nice. uh i meant to get the jawbone pulled but i called the guy about a day too late when i at the taxidermist right so but, go ahead bud uh, and in 18, he was probably just as wide as he was when I killed him. He d- he didn't have the mass or the time length. Right. But he was a he was a good deer. Right. Did uh do y'all have y'all y'all have y'all always hunted this piece of property or is it something y'all just acquired or you know in 2018 uh, or? No, my uh, my grandmother lives. Her property used to border this land and right. i want to say probably 12 years ago they come in and cut it and uh we talked to the people that were cutting the property and got the lease on it and right. you know used to before before you could feed corn with you know we'd go over there and sit for two weeks and wouldn't see any deer right and but you know we put a 
put some money into it. We try to do the best that we can on them green fields and right. feeding, and it's really, really helped our place. Right. It's obvious. It's obvious right there. Uh, is it all? Is it now? Is it? Uh, is it clear? I mean, is it? Would you? Have, how long would you say it been since they cut it? Uh, twelve. They thinned it twelve years ago, so okay. it's it, it, it's the, thick. Yeah, the picture that you got right here is—is is it on the property? Yeah, it's okay. on. Uh, like they—they they thin one side of the road. One side of the road is uh, it's about ninety acres, and then the other side is it's kind of a hardwood bottom and a hardwood ridge, and there's a there's a new clear cut now that butts up to it. Right. So in Walker County, what would you say the the peak of the rut is? You know, when when they're really hitting it hard in Walker County, what would you say it is? by your experience i would say from christmas day till probably january 15th right would be what i would call that's when i'm in the woods or want to be in the woods right do uh are y'all still in that lease in south alabama no uh we yeah it it didn't turn out well with right. our neighbors, I guess. Well, and, uh, you got a place like this, and you know, you said y'all got good bucks on it, and it's obvious, and you know, y'all yeah. y'all are you know wanting to grow bigger bucks. I mean, I I'd, I'd stick with what y'all got going on right now. Yeah, we don't we don't hunt over there. You know, there's two sides to that. You can you know a lot of people say when you get a big deer on camera, man, you need to be in there. You need to hunt. You need right. to hunt. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think you need to hunt when the conditions are right. And if if you go in there when they're wrong, all you're doing is messing it up. Right. And, you know, so, it, it's like with it, – it, it's uh, – every piece of property is different. And, you know, I was kind of getting a, a visual in my head, you know, what you're, what you're hunting there, you know, pro- the way it looks like in my head. And because every property is different. And if, if, if you know that property and you're running cameras and stuff on it, you know – and if it's hills, especially if it's got some mountains or hills on it and stuff, uh, oh, yeah. the wind, if you've never hunted a hilly terrain, the wind, yeah. if they say the wind's coming out of the north, well, when you're sitting on the side of a hill, it's coming out of the south. It's coming yeah. straight up that mountain right towards the north. And yeah. if you never hunted on a mountain, you just don't know what we're talking about. And, you know, so every piece of property is different. And just like you said, Chris, I mean, you know, if, if, if the temperature was a different temperature and, and the wind, you know, you knew how to hunt this property. So, yeah. and, and, and like you said, you know, you didn't agree with it on your property. So, I mean, I don't do it. I mean, yeah. everybody's, you know, like you said, everybody's got their own, own, their own way to hunt. And if, if you, if you're an experienced enough hunter and it looks like y'all are, I mean, you're a killer, uh, yeah. you, you know, that you should know your property and when to hunt it and when not to hunt it. That's my perspective. Uh, this place is, it's got big, it's old strip pit, so it's got big spool piles and mm-hmm. big ridges, and it's really, really thick. And, you know, we try to hunt high in the mornings. That's what, you know, I've always, we've always had more luck in the mornings when it's cold and, you know, you, you sense kind of rising. Right. That's what we've learned i guess yep well i mean is uh how many how many bucks have y'all taken off this property so far since 
Uh, that's the first one. Man, that's awesome. That's what I like to hear. I know, yeah. I, I know people, ah, man, you ain't getting to hunt. Well, when you hunt a mature buck, when you hunt, and, and it doesn't matter about the antlers, you know. I mean, antlers come with maturity too, but, you know, if you kill a, a, a anything over a four-year-old buck in Alabama, man, you, yeah. you've killed a mature buck. And then, like you, you killed a six-and-a-half to seven-and-a-half-year-old deer. Man, that's something a lot of people have never done, and, and that's what yeah. you want. That's what you want on your property, those – you want to kill those big old mature monarchs is what you want that's the that's the fun in it to me i mean it ain't fun going hunting you know 20 times and knowing that you're probably not going to shoot anything but when when you finally get that opportunity it's worth the wait right and the thing and the thing during the rut you know you could be sitting there hunting uh or running your cameras and you go check your camera and your neighbor's deer might end up on, on your camera, and you say, well, you know, I'll shoot this deer. You know, and it might be yep. something that you not even, hadn't even seen or even thought about being a target, and all of a sudden you got a new target buck, and, well, you got the one that you're hunting plus a new buck to hunt. So, I mean, it's, yep. it's happened to me before. And, man, when it happens like that, man, you can't sleep at night. Now, the uh, the deer that I killed, I, I know, we know probably – the majority of our neighbors for like a four mile block mm -hmm. i would say you know everybody kind of knows everybody right. and uh you know everybody has had this deer on camera for the last three years he's he's been he showed up on camera like three and a half miles in a straight line from wow. our property yeah but he was smart enough to move that far for that long and never be seen i reckon right well you know we got we got some deer on our hunt club i i hunt here at the house and it's it's mountains right here and then uh we got a place in bibb county it's pretty flat you know and we had we got some good deer down there and man my dad he, you know he gets frustrated you know a little bit because he thinks you know you hear a gunshot well he killed that big old buck over there you know we're trying to let one go you know or whatever and you know, he he automatically goes to, well, he's dead, you know, yeah. and it might be. But, you know, and the thing is, if somebody killed him, man, they killed a good buck. But if they didn't kill him and we let him go, the next year, that son of a gun's going to be even bigger. Because, I mean, we got a buck right now that we're hunting. Uh, he was, he is, he's five years old this year. And we I decided, I said, you know what, I'm going to let him go one more year. I said, one more year, and, and let's just see if we can get him one more year to a six-year-old yeah. deer, and because he, he's big. I mean, he, he's got some mass. I mean, he's not quite as big as this deer right now, but next year I think he'll be the same caliber buck as you got right there. And, you know, if I'd have shot him this year, that's the biggest he'd ever been. So. Oh, yeah. And, and it's not about the antlers. It's about the age, you know. Yeah. Let me see if I can get a six-year-old deer. I've never killed a six-year-old deer. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've, I kill one. Well, I say that. You know what? I take it back. I killed one that was old because he was run down, a little small rack. But man, he he didn't even have any teeth in his head. So I forgot about that. that was a long time ago. But uh, it it makes it exciting going in. You know, you work a little harder and put a little more effort in when you know that they're still there too. I guess that's right. That's right. And and that's what you want. You want to you want to be excited about it, and you want to you want to be able to go in and think hey you know this could be the day just like you did you know you, you said you know what i'm gonna park at this gate today just to try something different and you went in man and it worked yeah and it worked 
you know, and and every bit of that, you know, plays a factor. You know, you can sit there tonight and in, in your bed and then think about that whole hunt. And I know, I know you see it just like it happened five minutes ago, and 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 all the scenarios that that you know from 2018 to now will run through your head, and you'll finally say, you know what, I know exactly why he done what he done, and why I done what I done, and how it all worked out so I could kill this deer. And from oh, now yeah. from now on, you'll use every bit of that knowledge to kill that big six-pointer like next year or, or whenever you decide to shoot another big buck in there, you'll use all yep. that knowledge for that land, you know, and, and have a lot of success. Well, he, that deer taught me more than, you know, uh, if I kill more or even bigger deer, it's because of that deer, I think. Exactly. Just learning from him. Exactly. And, and when you get a big buck like that, you know, you, you continue to want – you know, you continue to want to get a, you know, the same caliber buck, you know. You say, you know what, I want to get that five, six-year-old deer, you know. Yeah. Uh, when you was talking earlier, you were talking about you found a bunch of uh, sign up on this ridge, you know, some rubs and scrapes. How big were the rubs? Well, his, they, they it wasn't the, the, really the size. It was just, it was probably a tree. Uh, there was two or three that were probably eight, nine inches in diameter. Mm-hmm. They were high, high up the tree, and you could just tell that there was, you know, they were dug in. It looked like a, a bigger deer had been rubbing those trees. Right. So you knew it wasn't that six pointer. No. Yeah. I, and I, from years past, I just knew that that time of year, that's where that deer liked to be, and that that bigger sign was in there. So, you know, thought I had a chance at him. Right. So. uh now that he's dead, uh, what what is your dad and your cousin saying? You know about you know the next year. What do you, what we do you got? Have? We got a. There's a deer. My dad shot a deer last year. He's mm-hmm. probably a 130 inch eight point. I mean, he's Great a he's good tall deer. Mm-hmm. He shot him and he hit his backside leg. And you know, we we never found a deer. It wasn't a lethal shot, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into this year he he probably added I, I, we were thinking that he would go down but right. he added a few inches and uh he's gonna be he'll, he'll be a stud going into next year so Heck yeah man that's what i like to hear i like how old do you think he is uh I, he was probably four last year so right. he'll be he'll be up there Heck yeah it's kind of hard to tell you know i don't know Right. Well, yeah, you, it, it's hard to tell. I mean, unless you unless you got a lot of history with them, you know, it, it yeah. does. It gets, you know, you really can't tell unless you pull the jawbone. But, you know, you can you can guess at it and, you know, have an understanding. And you'll know when he's four years old and older, you know. But, you yeah, know. Yeah, I think. I, go ahead. Last year, I think he had enough horn in his body. I mean, he had a big enough body. I would, I would say he was probably four and a half last year. Right. So. Right. And and I don't want anybody listening to think that, you know, we're against just killing deer. I mean, if you want to kill every spike on your club, man, go for it, you know. Hey, call me. I'll come help you. Or, yeah. or you're like, you know, I, I don't care. I, I want everybody to hunt, you know, and I want everybody to have fun. And, you know, if you want to kill a four-year-old deer, there you go. If you want to kill a year-and-a-half-old deer, there you go, you know. Yeah. I just – I don't want anybody to think that we're only just trophy hunters. I just – I like I like a mature buck. That's just me. You know, I'm not as mad at them, at them as I used to be. So, yeah, you know, I just, I, 
and especially with the yep. state of Alabama now, you know, we get three deer. We got a long hunt season. You only get three bucks. So, you know, I, I try to be a little bit more selective now. Yeah. That's, I've kind of gotten me and my buddies, you know, I like to, on that piece of property, we, it's me, my dad, and my cousin, you know, we, we feed and we try to do things right. So I don't get to hunt with my buddies much. And, right. uh, we've kind of branched out and started trying to learn some public land and which is i've we've had a really good time this year just you know hunting deer sign and hunting looking at new scenery That's, yeah and uh and it's always fun hunting with your friends man yeah yeah that's what it, that's what it's about to me yep. but it's i also like hunting those big deer oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. i do too <laughs> i do too well, Chris, man, I appreciate you coming on and uh, letting us talk about your deer and, you know, sharing your, your story with us and all. And, and, man, I hope more success for you and your daddy and your cousin. And, man, just it's just a great story. It's a great book. And just want to congratulate you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. Heck yeah, man. Anytime. If you ever kill another one, man, just you know, get in touch with me. We'll do it again. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks a lot, buddy.